In the lessons that I sent out this past week, we were talking about self-esteem and the importance of knowing that we're created in the image of God. That should show us how valuable we are to God. But there is something else that I think that shows us how valuable that we are to God. And that is that He wants us to come and live with Him for eternity. Now, I must admit, there are some people I probably would not want to live with. But God wants to live with us. He wants to live with you. And He wants to live with me. And if that's not a blessing, then I don't know what would be a blessing. Because if we're a child of God, if we've been buried with our Lord in baptism, come up out of that watery grave of baptism that we were baptized for the remission of our sins and we've been added to the Lord's church, then we know that there's a place prepared for us. Jesus said in John chapter 14, beginning in verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So it's not a simple fact that God wants us to live with Him. There's a special place that's been prepared for us. And sometimes it's very hard for us to see and to comprehend what that place is going to be like because we can see what's here on this earth, and some of the things that we see here on this earth are quite beautiful. But I believe that they're nothing in comparison to what God has to offer us for an eternity in heaven. The story is told of a little boy who was blind. And there was a surgery that could be performed, and if it was done correctly and everything went just right, his sight would be given to him and he would be able to see. The surgery was done, and they wrapped his eyes in bandages. And the doctor or surgeon instructed the mother to take one bandage off a day because if they took them off too quick, it would ruin his eyes and he would not be able to see forever. And so she did as she had been instructed. She took one bandage off every day. And it came to the point where she was down to the last bandage. And it was going to be taken off. And she wanted her son to see the most beautiful thing that he could imagine. And I ask you, what would that be? If your child had never seen, was never able to see all the beauties of nature, never able to see your face, never to see the things that we take for granted quite often, if they'd never seen those things, what would be the first thing that you would want them to see? And so the mother put on a beautiful dress, she went and stood in a beautiful garden and they removed the last bandage. And when the boy looked at his mother and he saw the flowers and all the things that were around, he said to his mother, why didn't you tell me that it was so beautiful? How do you describe a flower so that someone as blind can see it and understand what it looks like? How do you describe the beauty of a mother where someone can see it and understand it? That's our problem sometimes with heaven. We can see what we have here, but we can't see heaven. So if you have your Bible, turn to Revelation chapter 21. In Revelation chapter 21, there's a description there that, gives, that tells us about heaven. 
And I know that it's all figurative language and it may not look like that or it may look like that, but I know one verse there that we're going to look at. But I want to start off looking in verse 1 where it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem coming down from God, out of a heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There's a picture that we should understand. I think most of us that are married can remember that bride of ours that walked down that aisle or wherever you may have been on that occasion. Whether it was in a courthouse or in someone's backyard, wherever it was, you remember what that look was like. You don't forget it. And I'm sure that the bride, as she met the groom, she had the same thought. A picture that would never be forgotten. And that's what is being described here. Heaven in comparison to a bride that's adorned for her husband. Verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. Does God want to live with us? Does He want us to live with Him? What a blessing that is to know that if we're faithful to our Lord, that that place has been prepared that Jesus told His disciples about is a place that you and I can go to. Now, I don't know if the description is what it claims to be. I mean, the stones and the gold and all of those things. If that's what it looks like, if it does, it would be a beautiful sight to behold. But I also think that if it takes those kind of pictures to help us to understand what heaven's going to be like, then it must be something that we can't even imagine. But I want us to look at verse 4 because I believe that that makes it the place that I want to go to no matter what the rest of it looks like. Because it tells us in verse 4, "...and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away." And when you hear that verse... God can wipe away tears. He can take away death. He can take away sorrow. Isn't that a place where we would all love to go? And to think that God has prepared a place like that for us. When I read that verse of Scripture, I always hear people that will say, I don't know how I can be happy in heaven if someone's lost. The Bible here says, God shall wipe away all tears. And I've always said that if a mother can kiss a child that's been injured and dry up those tears just like that, what can God do with the tears that you and I may shed? So that tells me that there may be a, it may be a sad occasion because we will be separated from those that are lost. We don't want to be in that condition, in a lost condition, and so Jesus has made a way so you and I could have salvation, so you and I could go to that place that He has prepared for us and we can dwell with our God forevermore. Isn't that a place that you want to go to? Isn't that a place that we long for? That no matter how good it may be here on this earth, or how awful or terrible it may be here on this earth, God has prepared a place for you. And He loves you that much that He sent His Son to die on a cross so you and I could have the forgiveness of sin. So you and I could have salvation and live with Him eternally. 
Tonight, if you're not prepared for that day, if you're not ready to stand before our Lord and give an account of your life, then you need to make changes in your life. If you're not a Christian, you need to become a child of God. And Jesus tells us what we need to do. We know that we need to hear the Word, and the Word is where we gain our faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Romans 10, verse 17. And we know that without faith it is impossible to please Him, for him, he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 6. We know that we must repent of our sins and turn away from those things. As Jesus said in Luke chapter 13, verses 3 and 5, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He tells us that we must confess Him before men in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, that if we'll confess Him before men, He'll confess us before His Father which is in heaven. We'll see the Ethiopian eunuch make that great confession in Acts chapter 8. You can make that great confession tonight also. If that's not enough. Jesus said we have to be baptized. And that baptism is for the remission of sin, to have our sins washed away so that we can be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ and have that home in heaven. That place is prepared for us. So if you haven't done those things, you need to be buried with our Lord in baptism tonight, turning away from your sins, confessing His name, believing that He is the Son of God. Maybe we are a Christian. haven't lived as we should. We know that God loves us. Sometimes we take that for granted. We need to make changes in our life, be more committed, more determined to reach that goal of heaven. And so tonight, if you need to respond to the invitation, you need to make changes in your life that need our help, and we're here to help you. We'll pray with you. We'll do whatever we can. If you're not a Christian, we'll baptize you into Christ. You can do that tonight while we stand and sing.